0: Hi, I'm Caleb Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. Being an adult is hard enough. What well, with all the decisions we got to make, major, job, partner, what we even want to do with our lives. I help you figure out exactly what you want here in the podcast, how to overcome the hurdles in the way, your own self-doubt, and how to keep life spicy, and how to just feel good about the life that you're living. Because the secret is, you aren't alone. I've been there. It's totally relatable. Relatable. Hello folks, welcome back to another great episode of the podcast, Relatable Thoughts. How are we doing today? I hope good, but you know I can only speak for myself, and I gotta say I'm loving life right now. It's full, it feels good, I'm tired, but hey, that's that's just life for me, I'm loving it. Um, I mean, these are just my thoughts, I got a new, like I kind of like, whoa, I got a new intro, that's kind of nice, <laughs> I like it a lot, but just me using my brain and thinking about it. And that's the beauty of our minds. Anyway, if you're new, welcome to the podcast. Make yourself at home. If you're old, no, not old. You look so young. What are you talking about? You're so beautiful. I mean, dang. Congratulate yourself. Be proud of how you're carrying yourself. You are working it. (laughs) Just wanted to give you a little pep talk. But seriously, if you've been here before, thank you so much. If you've liked anything about this podcast, it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And so I'd really appreciate that. And if you like something in this one, I challenge you go do that. I think it would be amazing if you could do that. <laughs> I'm sorry to my Android users, but to appease you guys, I actually just released a survey that I want people to fill out. It talks about the podcast, your opinion on it, but also your opinions on life coaching, etc. A whole lot of great questions and if you fill it out, the whole thing, the longer version, um, you have a chance of winning one out of four $15 Amazon gift cards. So if you like Amazon, it's kind of a good deal. <laughs> so you don't want to miss this opportunity. I'll likely only have it open for a week, so take advantage of it now when you can. And anyone can fill it out, so please share it if you'd like. Any the reason I'm doing all of this is because it's official, people. I can now call myself a certified life coach for real, yeah i passed my exams i passed all the requirements the class is over and pretty soon i will get a certificate in the mail saying i am an official life coach which i'm so excited about turns out i could just get a piece of paper right now even before my degree it's pretty amazing (laughs) no i'm just so happy for this work and all that you all of you i'm happy for all of you that have helped make it possible as well so I'm just excited, pretty excited about everything, and I hope that you're excited about your life in some manner, just maybe even a little bit of it. If not, that's totally fine. You don't need to be. But can I ask why? Why aren't you excited? I'm curious today. That's what we're talking about. What makes our brains tick the way that we they do? Why are you sometimes excited and sometimes not? What about your life is changing that or what isn't changing? All these things. Something, you know, this will be kind of a repeat of some of the episodes, but I, I, I don't know. It's just been coming to my mind, and I think it's going to make a difference. But what am I getting at? Well, take what I just said, the example. I'm getting my certificate, a document that states I'm a certified life coach in the life coach school. Well, not in there, but from the life coach school, I gained this training to become a certified life coach, meaning I fulfilled the requirements necessary to achieve that status. Except why do we know that? Well, I have a piece of paper that says so. Well, how do we trust this piece of paper that says you're a life coach? (laughs) Well, it might say things on it that we believe, or we believe it because a person tells us it is, and they're credible, but we also are believing that they're worth something as well. What I'm getting at is that the paper means something. But I have made the paper mean something to my mind. It doesn't mean anything outside of itself, really, other than the fact that it's a piece of paper with words on it. And to other people, it might, in fact, mean something totally different. They might think it's nothing to get excited about. Well, I'm getting excited about it. They're like, well, that's not a real degree thing. And I'd say, like, yeah, it's not a degree, but it's a certificate. And it obviously shows my work. So why is there a difference? Because it means something to me, while to other people, it might not mean anything. But what am I making that mean? And this is the heart of the podcast today. This is a central question when it comes to figuring out what you want in life. I ask this question a lot when I coach people. And most of the time, people usually have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) I think it's maybe the way I phrase it, or maybe I just say it too fast. But the question can also seem kind of daunting and confusing. What are you making that mean? What this question is getting at is why are you choosing to react to a certain circumstance or a situation in the way that you're doing? Or when A, B, or C occurs, you act a specific way. Why is that? Really question, what are you making that mean? So for me, I'm making a certificate I'm getting mean that I'm a life coach now. And I can help people in that capacity. In our society, for example... What do we make certain things mean? Like when we turn 18, that means you're an adult now. We make that mean that that age, once you hit that benchmark, you are now an adult. Or we typically make the idea that if you're in college, you're a pretty smart person. And if not, then you're probably not or something like that. Yet none of these things were true because of what happened. The only thing that really truly changed is how we perceive the circumstance. And I could just as easily have thought that I was a life coach before I got my piece of paper. We could easily think that adults, people are adults well before 18, especially if they've been living on their own or having to take care of their family. And usually we also think that people are not adults until well after 18 because we got to grow up still. And there are also plenty of smart people who never went to college. There is this value and meaning which we attach to factors outside of ourselves. Having a nice car, we almost automatically attribute to being well-off. Being a celebrity almost automatically makes them have their lives together, or at least they're, they're doing something right and we want that. And if we don't have these things, or we aren't those things, then we make that automatically mean something might be wrong with us. I'm exaggerating, but the point is clear. What we think about something ultimately, is what gives it the power, not the thing itself. Take the movie industry for a fun example. How have movies changed over the years? Drastically. Why? Because people have changed what they find value in and changed what they made movies mean for themselves. That's what gave movies power, not the movies themselves. So for years in the past, the Western dominated cinema because people wanted to watch Westerns. For today, it's the superhero movie. It's that kind of genre that people love because people automatically associate, oh, that's a superhero movie. I'm definitely going to see that without necessarily knowing the context of it. And and that's why like people, they can just throw together something kind of crazy and something random that's never been done before because they can just say, hey, it's a superhero movie. Therefore, automatically, you're going to love it. Hollywood wants to capitalize on that. That's why they don't have to also put too much thought into the stories. (laughs) They're starting to catch, you know, we're starting to catch on to the fact that we actually place value in a good story, but also most people just want to watch stuff blow up and just see some action, see some cool things. I get it. It's a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of things blowing up myself. (laughs) But What I'm getting at is that you have power and it lies in the fact that you make everything around you mean something. Everything that happens to you, everything that someone says to you, everything you observe, literally everything, that is the power within you. And it's kind of crazy the effect that this has on the world you observe. Like this example. Let's say you're alone on a street at night and someone walks in front of you and pulls out a knife. (laughs) You're like, whoa, okay, Caleb, unexpected. (laughs) I know, but... Let's talk about it a little bit. For me, I want to make that mean that it's dramatic and scary and I'm in danger. And you probably also thinking like me, like, yeah, I think I might die. Or, yeah, I'm going to make this mean it's a life or death scenario. Something bad is going to happen. As a clarification, I'm not advocating for any of this to change, by the way. In my life, my sister once called while sort of in a dangerous situation. And my mom, being the life coach that she is, she said you only say that you're going to die because you think you're going to die. And my sister was like, yeah, I think I'm going to (laughs) die. To which my mom realized it might not have been the best time to coach her on the idea, but it was (laughs) more just funny. It's because it turned out well. In the moment, it's kind of serious. But obviously it was true that she was creating the way that she perceived the event, but that doesn't make it mean that it's any less real. Everything we experience and feel is real. Everything we think. Therefore, the source of it being our thoughts makes it more real, not less. But the thing is, is that this guy on the street, going back to the example, hasn't done anything. He just pulled out a knife. And our mind immediately goes to that conclusion. We're going to die. And a whole slew of other conclusions could come from it, possibly. He could have just been using the knife to cut an apple that's in his pocket or to protect you from... Someone behind you, or maybe he just really likes knives and doesn't use them on people. He just likes holding them. I don't know. (laughs) I'm being ridiculous and I'm being facetious. The point I'm trying to make is that our brain jumps to conclusions. It sees something and it immediately jumps to an answer, a reasoning, and makes it mean, yep, that knife means it's going to hurt us. We must go. Which again, yes, I think you probably should think that in that situation. But the brain didn't have to choose that. It still did, though. Why is that? Well, one, the brain seeks to protect us. If we die, our brain dies. It's designed to keep ourselves safe and recognize points of danger. Therefore, it's predicting and constantly looking. It's making things mean something before they even happen. It's considering every what-if and seeing which one has the most evidence. Yet it's only thoughts and beliefs that are supporting this. Yes, it can draw on facts from the past, yet it can't predict the future based on that. Because the beautiful thing about the future, as the future is always possible of being different. Consider this idea like a pair of glasses. I've used this metaphor before, but I really like it. When you put on a pair of glasses, your vision changes. It alters. When you put on, in fact, like a pair of ski goggles, the color of your perspective gets shifted. This affects her view. Imagine you wore ski goggles, though, for your entire life, not just when you were on the ski slopes. That's all you would ever know. You'd see the world in color like that permanently, and you would just assume that's the way the world looks, when in reality, you're the one responsible for the color because you have the ski goggles on. It's the exact same with our brain and our rose-tinted glasses or our skeptical goggles or whatever bias that we're putting on ourselves. How we see the world affects how we act in it, though. Like I said, this is where things like bias and prejudice come from. The glasses we are wearing to see the world affect everything we do and even how we treat people, including ourselves. Unfortunately, all these terrible things that we see in the world like racism, sexism, homophobia, body shaming, etc. I'll name all those things, comes from the idea that people have a set of glasses where a certain external trait defines them as being quote-unquote less than. While it's natural for us humans to do this, because that's what our brains do, we judge, we make these kinds of assumptions, that doesn't mean it's okay. I don't condone that. That's one thing that I'm definitely okay with saying that's what I make it mean. (laughs) And making it mean that it's got to change. How we see the world is what determines how we act in this world, not the circumstances. This is what I was getting at from the quote, what matters is the focus of our lives, not the circumstance. It doesn't matter what hard things we're deciding on or the difficult things we're dealing with in our lives because when we're choosing to make it mean something positive or that it can be done or that all will be made right in the end, that is entirely created in our focus, not the thing itself. So why? Why all of this? The real kicker is this quote of myself I said earlier today by accident. When I was talking about whether I even needed new glasses or not, I said, I don't know, I see fine. But I added... You don't know you're not seeing things until you see them. That blows my mind. You don't know what you need or want until you, in fact, see it. All of you are unconsciously making something outside of you mean something about yourself. And most likely, it's probably a little bit negative. That is why there are life coaches to help point out this kind of stuff in every, in every single area of our life. Because no matter how silly we think it is, we need help recognizing these things. We can't know we need... We can't know we're not seeing something or we're seeing something incorrectly without someone pointing it out to us, without being vulnerable and open to the idea. So think about your life for me. What do you believe about your life? What do you believe about the decisions you've made for your life, your career or major or the people you spend your time with? Do you enjoy it? What do you want? What are you lacking? Etc. Think on it, and instead of thinking something has got to change in one of these departments, you know, whatever is bothering you right now, you think probably you want it to change. Instead, think about what are you making each of these things mean about you? Are you making that bad grade in a class mean you're a bad student and you should just give up? Are you making a bad date mean that you're unlovable when in fact you can't control what people decide for themselves? Are you making doubt in your faith mean that you're doing something wrong? Are you making your arguments with your friends mean that you're a bad person or that they are? Can you see it now for yourself? When you find yourself upset with how you're acting or discouraged in what's going on in your life, unsure of where to go or what to do, instead of beating ourselves up or wallowing, be curious. And I invite you to ask yourself, What are you making that mean? Okay, my friends, I love you, and I will see you next week. If you're struggling with anxiety, need help making a decision, or just want to feel better about something, coaching with me is the answer. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to talk with you. This week's episode was sponsored by The Life Coach School. Thank you so much to my trainer, Janet Archer, and my group for being so wonderful and helping me get to where I am as a certified coach today. And special shout out to Tate Pitcher for supporting the podcast and letting me practice my coaching skills on him. And to everyone, keep it spicy.